We're back, baby. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of the strangest podcast on the internet. By God, I'm going to say it. I'm going to proclaim it. I don't care what the lamestream media wants to say. I'm taking back the narrative. Uh-huh. We are the strangest podcast on the internet. Whoa. You're tuned in to make a strange everybody. And we're back after a short hiatus. Hi, everyone. We're your hosts, Johnny and Derek, back again with some breaking news from around the world. Yeah, we've hunted down all the most bizarre cases of paranormal activity, unexplainable phenomenon, and just downright bizarre behavior. And we're here to report on it and comment on it today. This is another episode of Mega Strange. Johnny. Yes. How are you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. Feeling uh, top tier, top shelf. Oh, we're uh, getting top shelf Johnny today. Yeah. We're going to roll you up, fire you off. Yeah. Breathe you in and just get the, the we're going to all get Johnny brain. <laughs> no more pop off. No more drinking pop off or, or uh, <laughs> old granddad. You're drinking Smirnoff now, bro. Are you, you're the Smirnoff. I'm of, the kettle um, one of you're podcasters. You're the kettle one of podcasters. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Other than too much Johnny will fuck your brain up. Yeah, I'm, I'm rose infused. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on broadcast here. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Some of which we've been talking about for a few months. And yeah. others uh, people don't know about. Behind the scenes, we've been pretty busy here in the Mega Strange studio. Slash the Mega 64 studio. Nice. What are you giggling about? I just like that. It's, it's our studio now. It's our studio. We're taking <laughs> it over. The coup d'etat has been launched. You're looking at the two presidents. Oh, we'll, shit. We'll lead us two kings. Hell yeah. We'll fucking lead us two kings. <laughs> uh, we were busy here. We have a lot of big projects working on, professional projects. Yeah. I'm happy to announce that we've elevated what we've been doing behind the scenes. But we haven't forgotten about Mega Strange. And as we have been telegraphing to you, the viewers and listeners at home, Mega Strange Second Edition is about to be initiated. And oh my goodness, hold on to your butts. I don't think anybody out there is quite prepared nope. for the magic trick, the illusion that we are <laughs> going to perpetrate on the world. Mega Strange, the second era, the new edition. It's going to be some Nathan Feeler shit. It might be. Uh, you've been enjoying the rehearsal? Oh, yeah. I just finished it yesterday. This guy's been binging or the rehearsal. Two days ago. We've been totally inspired. Uh, and we're going to change up the format a little bit. And so we're going to continue to do shows as we have been, mm. but on a more reduced schedule as we prepare to launch the bigger and better version of Mega Strange. And honestly, I hope it happens. Part of me is scared. Me Maybe uh, we're biting off more than we could chew. It's so ambitious. <laughs> Maybe we'll try like a test pilot episode yeah, yeah, and realize like this is hard. We got hard. We got to go back to our original format. <laughs> Upset everyone. Fuck yeah. yeah. So we're going to experiment with uh, a new edition. The new Coke of the Mega Strange podcast, if you will. I'm talking about the drug, not the soda. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the one that took over the world. Yeah. Pablo Escobar. New crack. Yeah, exactly. The new stuff. <laughs> the, the the hot new Mega Strange on the streets. Yeah. Well, enough about the future of Mega Strange. Let's talk about today's episode. We have a lot of breaking news from all over the planet. Uh, some new UFO sightings have been yes. announced. And uh, a couple of other stories that you have for us. And I want to take us on an adventure of some Indiana Jones 
level shit. All right, I'm ready. If you will. I've been watching that uh, ILM documentary, so I'm down for Indiana Jones right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have they covered Indiana Jones yet? Yeah, yeah. They covered uh, doing the face melting scene and the ghosts and all that shit. Interesting. Pr- pretty interesting. Yeah. It's well, good stuff. what I'm going to talk about today doesn't have any face melting, but it definitely oh. has ghosts and curses. And it has to do with the long lost tomb of one of the world's most famous conquerors. Yes, that's right. I'm talking about Genghis Khan. Johnny. Yes. What do you know about Genghis Khan? Do you know anything about this guy? I know he, uh, the Huns, a famous conqueror. Uh, I know he's like everyone's distant relative because he uh, had a lot of sex. Yeah, bingo. You nailed it. Yeah. That's about it. You know everything there is to know, basically. <laughs> Let me fill in some of the gaps. Okay. In, I'm going to give you like a B plus on your Genghis Khan knowledge. <laughs> and now I'm going to bring you up to uh, 110%. Ooh. Genghis Khan uh, unified the Mongols and created an enormous empire that went all the way from the Pacific Ocean to the Ukraine. That's huge. That's a significant, significant part of Asia. Okay. Um, and he had unified that by the time of his death in 1227. And his descendants... Uh, conquered even more territory. He conquered more than 31 million square kilometers uh, that he rode on horseback. He connected the east to the west. He created the Silk Road, which was traveled famously by Marco Polo um, and uh, was how Europe was connected to China for like hundreds of years. Okay. And as you have just mentioned, Genghis Khan is said to be related to one out of every 200 people nice on earth one out of every 200 people on earth because he had so many descendants my man was wild yeah are you inspired yet <laughs> no are you gonna not yet no uh we're not gonna get genghis johnny anytime genghis soon? johnny that's me dude so here's the question this is what baffled archaeologists for nearly 800 years where is genghis khan buried Okay. Does he have a monumental pyramid like the pharaohs of Egypt? Does he have like a mausoleum with terracotta warriors like uh, that that emperor from China? Nobody knows because his tomb has never been found. And legend claims that the tomb will never be found. Um, There exists no historical or archaeological record describing any appearance of this tomb said a couple of researchers in 2014 who were looking for it. They even used satellites to search all of Mongolia and China searching for the tomb. Um, there's a book called The Secret History of the Mongols that was anonymously written, and it said it has no mention of where he was buried, but it only says that Genghis Khan ascended to heaven in the year 1227. Now, I want to take a side note to talk about how he died because that's also mysterious. Nobody knows quite how Genghis Khan died. Some people think he fell off of his horse. Okay. Which sucks. Yeah. You know, you, you're an emperor and you're riding around. You just, I don't know, falling off a horse to me is like, maybe that's a good way to go. Maybe you're having fun. Maybe that's like crashing a jet ski. You go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> you're having a good time. It would be like die, uh, jumping out of a car. Like it would be the same type of death. <laughs> Jumping out of a car? Yeah, yeah. Falling out of a car? Yeah. Falling off a motorcycle? Yeah, okay. that too, yeah. All right, so it's like a motorcycle accident. Okay, so maybe he, he died of a 1227 motorcycle accident. Some people think he um, died of uh, 
malaria, and other people think he failed to recover from an arrow wound to the knee. <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. Do I even need to say it? Oh, don't shit, say it. Dude. Don't even. Don't even say it. Don't even comment. Don't it. even comment it. I swear to fucking god, <laughs> if you comment it, there's gonna we're you, ending the show. We're gonna yeah. There's gonna be problems. <laughs> but I do think that's pretty funny. Who knew? Well, um, Genghis Khan. Here's the thing: why it's important to find his tomb? Uh, because everywhere he conquered, he Uh-oh. took all of the spoils of his like campaigns back with him home. Uh, legend says that everywhere he went, he would fill a two-wheeled wagon full of jewels. Things like jeweled Chinese weapons, gold coins, and uh, religious artifacts from Russia, like all over the place. Each of the countries and cities uh, he conquered, he would bring back the wealth. And they say that this treasure has never been found. That it went into Mongolia and never came out. And they're still looking for it to this day. This is a good movie. I know I say that every every uh, time we do an episode, but I would watch a movie about someone looking for Genghis Khan's Dude, treasure. I find I find the stories. <laughs> Why is his tomb so hard to find? Well, it's said that they there were a thousand foot soldiers that were uh, used to bury that were commissioned to bury him when he died, and they were all killed on sight. That their throats were slit and they were slaughtered specifically to keep the location of his tomb secret. <laughs> and then 800 That's more shitty. workers returned to the Mongolian capital city and they too were slaughtered. It's even said that like thousands of horses were raced over the burial site to erase all tracks of any of the work that was done there. This was in the year 1227. Um, Marco Polo traveled to China and Marco Polo wrote that over 20,000 people who had known where the location of the tomb one tomb was had been killed in the years since Genghis Khan's death okay. leading up to when Marco Polo had gone on his travels. Not was, only that. Was he looking for that shit? Marco Polo was not looking for the tomb. He oh. was just a traveler there and he was just documenting everything he experienced in his, in his travels. Mm. And he had come across this story that Genghis Khan's tomb at that time this was only like a few decades since uh, the death of Genghis Khan. And at that time, he said 20,000 people had been killed to keep the secret. Too many people. 20,000. That's like a whole day at Comic-Con. <laughs> not only that, not only did 20,000 people were they killed, but a curse supposedly has been placed upon the tomb. Nice. That anybody looking for the tomb will have bad fortune happening to them. And anybody who finds the tomb will have bad fortune happen to them. And as recently as uh, 2014, a U.S. expedition was looking for the tomb in Mongolia, but had to call off the expedition after a series of calamities, including discovering a two-mile-long ancient wall, which they thought could be the perimeter of the tomb, discovering that it was filled with pit vipers. Whoa. And the construction crew was bit repeatedly. By a two-mile wall of pit vipers. So you're telling me they need to send in fucking Laura Croft into this shit. Laura Croft. Two guns shooting all these vipers. Yeah, just running down the wall. (laughs) All vipers get a mag dump. I'm sorry. I'm anti-snake. And all the snake lovers out there, pet snakes are cool. (laughs) But pit vipers in Mongolia, I ain't fucking around with that shit. As long as there's like no ledges to climb, Laura Croft's got this shit. 
Cars were rolling off hillsides for oh. no apparent reason. They had to call this expedition off. They were even accused of desecrating the tomb by the prime minister of Mongolia. So basically all of uh, Mongolia started hating them. And this is not the first uh, expedition to have trouble befall it. Um, a Japanese expedition was also called off mysteriously in 1993. That is the legend of uh, Genghis Khan's tomb. Okay. It, it dates back 800 years. Still to this day, not found? Well. Oh. A news story. The reason I'm bringing this up now is because a news story came out last week. Okay. From Archaeology World Magazine, dated August 21st, 2022. Check this out. Okay. Construction workers who were hired to build a road near the Onan River in a province in Mongolia have discovered a mass grave containing the remains of dozens of human corpses lying on top of another large rudimentary structure. Forensic experts and archaeologists were called to the site and concluded that the dozens of skeletons buried on top of the structure were most likely slaves who had been commissioned to build it and were then massacred to keep the location secret. They also found the remains of 12 horses that were sacrificed for the structure and a total of 68 skeletons were found still buried almost directly on top of this stone structure. The contents of the tomb when they opened it up were scattered and badly deteriorated because the tomb had been located underneath the river. Inside were the remains of a tall male skeleton and 16 female skeletons um, amongst hundreds of gold and silver artifacts and thousands of coins. Oh, shit, dude. They unearthed it. There's a Persian chronicler named Muhammad al-Jirjani <laughs> who says that there is a tradition among the Mongols. They have a custom of excavating an underground chamber for their dead rulers, and then the floor is covered with carpets on which they place a throne. And once the body is seated on the throne, the tomb is filled in by that night. That is the tradition. And this tomb was discovered underneath a river. The women are presumed to have been the wives and concubines of the leader who was who were killed to accompany the warlord in the afterlife. Imagine being one of the 16 wives and your husband dies and you got to die too to go down with him. That's maybe you love brutal. him so much. You're like, I want to go. But maybe you're like, I uh, thought we were going to get a divorce. This yeah, sucks. no, fuck that. <laughs> Buried alive. That's like the they were sacrificed. Hopefully uh, okay. they were killed. I hope mm. they were killed beforehand. The sacrificed animals, the number of women, the number of treasure immediately led the archaeologists to consider that the site was certainly the burial site of a really powerful Mongol, Mongol warlord. And after realizing, uh, uh, doing an extensive set of tests and analysis, they were able to confirm the body belonged to a man aged between 60 and 75 who died between 1215 and 1235. Both the age and the date and the location and the opulence of the site have led them to confirm that the tomb does belong to Genghis Khan. Oh, they're cursed now. They are cursed. Buried in 1227 and rediscovered in 2022. 
The the tomb has been hidden for 795 years and was discovered last week. And archaeologists are saying this is possibly one of the most important discoveries in the history of archaeology. That's badass. They probably got like all this like just like troves and troves of fucking like uh, religious like objects and all this shit. Like it, it was probably like so much uh, just gold and, and, and stuff from that era. You're exactly right. They yeah, get, like, they get so to cool. see what the religion of the time, what the ceremony and kind of what the style is for burying literally the greatest leader your civilization has ever produced. And it was probably in decent condition too because it was just buried there, you know. Yeah, it's been undisturbed. Apparently yeah. the river changed course. Oh. Like a hundred years ago. I'm not exactly sure how this tomb was constructed underneath the riverbed, but I did read that the river has changed course a couple of times in the past centuries. So maybe they buried it next to the river and the river went over the tomb. That makes more sense. And then moved back away to reveal it once again. I really don't know. That's cool. That's some Indiana Jones shit happening For real. last week. And wh- who found this? Like just some construction, construction workers. workers. <laughs> they were just building a road. That's awesome. That is definitely the start of a movie. You just see like, so like they're like pickaxing and they unearth the fucking 68 skeletons. Yeah. That's so, scary. 800 years undisturbed. Yeah. I saw something on Twitter about Genghis Khan and like, yeah, I saw like those dates and I was like, what is that from? And then as you're saying, I'm like, oh, it must have been re- in reference to that. Now, you know, now I know now I'm in the loop. Now that's what I call mega strange. Hey. All right, Johnny, moving on. He said the titular line. You got some uh, news stories yes. for us? All right, I'll try to keep up the energy here. You got uh, this. There was a recent crazy UFO photo that uh, just got unearthed. Uh, I'll talk about it real quick just before I show it, but uh, right. I want to make sure I say this right. It was a Calvin. Calvin? Calvin. Let me see. I can't see the word. The it's a the I, I think that's Calvine. Yeah. Okay. So this is this picture has been called the Calvine UFO because in August 1990, two hikers near Calvine, Scotland, took a photo of a mysterious flying object. Uh, but the cool thing about this is that the photo was then lost for decades. Wow. People knew about this photo and that it was apparently like really great, but it was just gone. Um, the government took it. The yes. men in black. Oh. So according to The Independent, uh, the hikers took six photographs of the UFO, shared them uh, with Scotland's Daily Record newspaper. The newspaper turned uh, the stuff in to the Ministry of Defense. Wow. Uh, That's pretty serious. But reasons that remain unclear, the, f- the photograph uh, disappeared from the public eye and uh, was never seen again until... <laughs> I think I know what happened. What do, what do you think happened? They shit their pants. They're like, <laughs> we're not showing this around. Uh, got to hide the evidence. The world ain't ready. So it remained uh, missing for 32 years until a man named David Clark, a journalist, a British journalist, uh, he unearthed it. He found, he was able to find it. Good work, David. Um, Good on you. Yeah, so he has the remaining prints of this photo. And uh, here I could show you. They're right in here. There is the Calvin UFO photo. You see a plane and um, then the UFO. But... I will say. Okay. All right. Before you say anything, that's a reflection, isn't it? On the water, right? Isn't that like a little? That's my, this is my theory is that this is an, uh, a mountain range really far out. But uh-huh. I can't tell though. 
because that could also be a reflection of yeah i don't know this is a it's a great photo like because you could like the the people at home can't see it but there is like you see like there's more like of the a, ground there's a fence going along the bottom yeah i could try to I could bring up here that's yeah. yeah it's like just a little bit of a barbed wire fence there's also a tree hanging from up top yeah um you definitely don't see any sort of horizon no but i mm, that's hard to say because Every, you do see a little bit of like cloud yeah definition on the right hand side and it you know maybe you would see a horizon line in the clouds yeah the uh, uh so many people were there's were six photos but we only get one yeah this is the only one i could find um but yeah i saw so many people like losing their fucking minds because this was uh you know legend for a long time people were like wait till you see the, the calvin ufo photo and and it's now finally released <laughs> right i'm with you i i don't know how to feel about it it, it could i don't fucking know this is the same every time it's like oh new <laughs> famous ufo but i need to see this is what i need to see god damn it and until yeah. i get this photo i'm not going to be satisfied ufo close up yeah window down alien Elbow out the window. <laughs> like, flipping the bird. Yeah. Looking into the camera. Yeah. You can be flipping the bird. You can give it the peace sign. You know, keeping it hang loose, whatever. Yeah. But like, I can't with these, like, it looks like somebody fucking threw a rock into the sky yeah. and photographed <laughs> it. Like, I need something. And what is this bullshit? Like, here's a picture from 32 years ago. Yeah. Oh, you're convenient story for why your picture is so low quality. Like, this is just another grainy photo on the already mountain pile of grainy photos of ufos that we already have this doesn't change anything no uh, apparently uh, this photo got sent to like the royal air force and that's where it kind of stayed for 32 years until this uh, uh journalist was able to unearth the prints i would do the same thing if i was yeah. the royal air force i'd get this photo i'd look at it I'd be like what do you want me to do with this yeah like photograph a lake i don't know what am i supposed <laughs> to do am i supposed to take this to the queen and be like what are we gonna do get the missiles ready get the like, missiles ready what are we supposed to do some fucking shitty photo yeah yeah i mean i think it looks cool like i mean uh, you know regardless of what it is like that's it's funny like you, you know i think the airplane sells it a lot but the it airplane could, sells it the the structure in the sky seems darker on the bottom than it does yeah. on top to imply that there's like a shadow or that a light source is coming from up above like if it was a reflection wouldn't they be the same yeah. shade? but it also like it doesn't look like a ufo it does look like a reflection of a mountain yeah I, in I, japan i went to a lake that looked a just UFO. like this yeah i mean I, yeah totally but anyway it, it's <laughs> it's an unexplainable picture i guess but it doesn't yeah by definition it's unidentified yeah it's a uo i don't even know if it's flying it could be an island in a lake it could be a, a unidentified floating object what did they change UFOs to now? Like UAP. UAP. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. I hate that. It's more accurate because a UFO yeah. is not just a weird thing in the sky. It's like something is happening. Something is going on up there. I think they changed it to like get people to stop being annoying. about. UFO, UFO. has a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. You sound like a quack when you say UFO. <laughs> well, that's cool. And that is breaking news. So oh, yeah. You heard it here first. The... The Calvine UFO, by far, far and away, not the most impressive UFO picture out there. No. 
we have more compelling video evidence from much more recent than that photo. And we've shown it yeah. on this show on our previous specials. We've done two specials on UFOs at this point. We've shown all of the most compelling evidence we could find. And it was a lot more compelling than that photo. Yeah, I think it's just that was kind of like the best way to put this is like the Half-Life 3 of a... Uh UFO photos like people have been heard about that photo for years yeah. and like I saw the the way I learned about this was someone put like a tweet uh TikTok together of everyone's fucking tweets about like going crazy like Joe even Joe Rogan was like oh my god the Calvine photo is finally released and I was like oh my god everyone relax and then I saw it I was like oh nice bro think about that the Calvine photo is actually out and it's crazy like the government why would they release that really Jamie pull up that photo of the Calvine photo <laughs> sorry I don't know uh, I have more stuff that's not as interesting, but I think it's cool. All right. No, it's going to be, uh, we'll let the audience decide yeah. what the most interesting part is. And we're going to finish strong. Yeah. At the end of our oh, finale. dude, I have a, I have a, a weekend update style joke for the end of this episode. So. I'm already excited. <laughs> Stick around or skip forward to the end. Yeah. So don't skip. Don't Johnny's skip. weekend update joke. Skip forward to the end and then skip back to this part. Yeah. And watch it twice. Anyway. Um, so I found this photo on the internet. Uh, this is a photo of a black hole. It was the first uh, simulated image of a black hole calculated by an IBM okay. 7040 uh, in 1960 using punch cards. And nice. I, I just thought this was extremely interesting. Nah, Hopefully, that's the Calvine UFO. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a, a monkey smoking <laughs> a doobie. <laughs> Forget you saw that. Uh, <laughs> that looks rad. That looks like uh, that's a wait. So what is this? This is a black hole. Uh, image created on a IBM from the 60s using punch cards and hand plotted uh, by French astrophysicist Jean-Pierre Lumet in 1978. So he took data points. Yeah. But what are the we don't know what the points represent. I, I'm not I wish I knew more information, but I think he they knew that black holes existed and had like the mathematics of it. And he was able to punch cards to kind of feed the pixels into the computer. Um, uh, so I think, and then okay. this is the image he got, which is like, this is pretty spot on for what like a black hole actually looks like or what we, we assume a black hole looks like. So I'm not smart enough to quite understand. Me too, but it's cool. Is, but I'm assuming this is a primitive form of like a digital rendering. Yeah. Where, uh, they input the data and then the computer kind of spits out what it, an image like, yeah. an interpretation of it what is interesting to me is this looks like the french artist mobius yeah and mobius is art and this was done by a french scientist that's wild um it was on one of those computer those like giant reel-to-reel computers you know like that like the room of fucking computers so that's fucking that's crazy they were able to get such a crazy image from black that. hole yeah. it's like a dark sun it's like a sphere you ever seen the movie event horizon yes i love that movie it's a pretty good movie it's, it has nothing to do with real black holes. No, but there's a very loose use of a black <laughs> hole in the story. Yeah, I think uh, I watched a Vsauce video on this uh, about what would happen if you like went into a black hole, and he said like if someone was watching, you just see like them stop moving. Yeah, forever. Like that you just because you just see them like they're just in this constantly. Constant, yeah, like so I took an astronomy class in college years ago. And I love the concept of black holes. I've forgotten a lot about them. Yeah. But essentially, gravity in a star keeps increasing because the star has its own gravity and it's sucking things into it. And the more 
dust and particles and it could suck in moons or planets or comets. It sucks all that stuff in. It grows in mass and it, it grows in gravity. Mm. And it gets so much gravity that it becomes unsustainable. And the gravity, it's like a house that has too much weight in it and the supports collapse and the star will collapse in on itself because there's so much gravity at that point. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. That it condenses everything into the center, into what they call the point of singularity. There's so much gravity. It takes all of that mass and condenses it into one point. That's crazy. In space time. Mm. And so, like, you can't go back to that picture. Oh, I can. Um, at the edge of the black hole is what they call the event horizon. Mm. And it's the line where on one side of the line, you are outside of the gravitational field. And once you cross over it, you are inside the black hole's gravitational field and instantly are condensed into that point of singularity. Condensed. Your whole body is condensed yeah. into a single point in space time. And then I guess scientists think and conceive like what would that do to your mind and body and existence like would you would that put you into another dimension would you come out somewhere else in a different like existence they don't know i don't, we I don't think know. you could be squished into that small of a thing and not die immediately <laughs> i don't know i don't know man i feel like you maybe transcend death at that point this goes beyond yeah. like you're not dying like you got old and like your heart stopped beating this is like I left reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that dying? I don't know. I think a puddle of you would go to another dimension. You could, <laughs> I, you could just step out in 1953. That'd be badass. Like Arizona, you go to the back rooms. Like we literally don't know the, the, the quantum. Cause it's like a, on a molecular level, you're getting squished. Like the, the philosophical side of it, the quantum side of it says when that happens, you step into the realm of, we don't know. Yeah. And you step into the realm of literally anything. It might even be like at that point, your mind just is the only thing that exists. Like the physical world stops, but the, the mental world, like maybe you just go into a mental space forever that you can never escape from. And it's a hell. Like That's we don't, scary. We don't know. Maybe someday we'll find out. Maybe they'll like shoot the Artemis rocket into a black hole. That'd be badass. Have a, you know, a GoPro on it. <laughs> <laughs> live, live on my phone. All right, the Artemis is about 20 feet away from the GoPro. Uh, the GoPro is about 20 feet away from the black hole. <laughs> I just see go, it just break immediately. Dude, and then it like starts playing like fucking old reruns of ALF. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? They're in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the real ALF. He's not a puppet. Oh, shit. It looks like a real TV Alf? show, but clearly he's flesh and blood. Bro, we've gone off the rails. We're yeah. talking about flesh and blood ALF. I'm going to go off the rails even more. Uh, okay, we've we've just gone through the black hole. We've just transcended yeah. singularity. Now we're coming out the other side. Johnny, please unscramble our brains. Uh, so in North Korea, okay, they uh, <laughs> right. they've trained a monkey how to smoke cigarettes, and I have a video of it if you want to see that. You know, I want to see this video. Oh, that's a UFO. There you go. They train this fucker how to smoke cigarettes. He smokes a pack a day, apparently. Well. You know, first thing I want to point out is they didn't train him very well because who no. spits out like the smoke like that? They claim he isn't inhaling, but a lot, <laughs> but a lot of like, uh, you know, wildlife foundations are not down with this because like imagine trying to get him to quit. Oh, you can't. Yeah, he, he's going to rip someone's face off. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, sorry, I, I wrote I a uh, 
Well, you know, North yeah. Korea has a lot of problems to, to take care of, but we could scratch monkeys don't smoke off the list of North Korean problems because that's an issue that they have conquered. Yeah. Because now the monkeys do smoke in North Korea. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it would be, that would be the better uh, Planet of the Apes. They're all just chain smoking. Anyway. That's how they win the, the war in Planet of the Apes. Charlton Heston goes, wait till they get a load of this. And he introduces a cigarettes <laughs> to the gorillas and, and they just take themselves out. <laughs> they just all like, uh, you know, have to get the hole in the throat. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. I have I have a, a weekend update style That's, joke here. About we're, we're not even at the end yet. Oh, we aren't? Oh, we still have the weekend update yeah, yeah. joke. There's still more to go. All right. You ready for this? Everybody, uh, hi, welcome. You've skipped forward to yeah. the right part. You're just in time mm. for the weekend update style joke. I'm going to have this in the background just to... All right, let's get like a good yeah. little screenshot I'm here. I'm the smoking monkey, so that at least there's something funny. Yeah, there going you go. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, sorry. So, uh, I'm sure this right. gonna be great. <clears throat> a chimpanzee north in the North Korean zoo has been taught how to smoke cigarettes. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this one? No. Um, wow. The zoo states uh, Azalea, the chimpanzee, smokes about a pack a day and has learned how to light the cigarettes with a lighter or by using another lit cigarette. Um, and in a in a rare statement to the press, Joe Camel had this to say. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really good. That was pretty good. That was awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you for, for that, Johnny. That was great. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, yeah, try I, to wrap this shit up now. <laughs> I, I don't want to wrap it up. I, mean, I want to keep going. Yeah, um, me too. I have a project that I wanted to talk about that mm -hmm. I want to share with everybody out there, actually. It's something that I've been working on secretly for uh, a couple of months. Um, I was approached by some comic book creators. Ooh. And they basically reached out and said, uh, Derek, we're fans of the show. We've, we're fans of your work. We know that you love comic books. And we've mentioned you've mentioned that you uh, always wanted to like get into it. Are there any projects <laughs> you want to develop? That's cool. And I said, hell Yeah. Uh, and I pitched a couple of things and one of them was this like horror anthology comic book that I was working on back in 2014 with some local artists here in San Diego and the project kind of sh got shelved and everybody moved on to other work. Uh, but it was something that always fascinated me and I was always really sad that the project didn't work out. Luckily with this opportunity, we were able to resurrect it. Okay. Uh, and I just want to let everybody out there know to stay tuned. And oh. maybe if you're interested in reading this horror anthology when it is available, and it'll be available in the next few weeks, Damn. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Derek Acosta. Only follow Mega Strange on Instagram or on Twitter, Mega Strange 666. Mega Strange podcast on Instagram. I'm going to be promoting it, and uh, we're we're going to really need people's support because we want to pitch it around to some independent comic book publishers. So okay. we're going to put it out for free on the oh, internet wow. and people on the internet will be able to read it. But, and that's all I want is people to read it. And if you like it, you can share it with your friends and hopefully we'll have a little bit of a following so that when we do pitch it, you know, that'll give us a little boost we need to get over and maybe bring this to uh, I don't know, comic con or comic book stores. I don't want to say too much right now, but I want to let everybody know that this is coming. And in the next few weeks, I'll have some more updates as the first issue is getting close to its release. Wow. So stay tuned for more updates. We can make a, like bootleg copies if you want, like print them out and staple them and then, and then give them to people at conventions. Yeah, maybe we will. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I mean, we've even talked about the uh, comic book publishers and producers that I'm working with have done a couple of comics in the past and they've done physical releases as well. So maybe we'll do an independent release if 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 nothing else, you know, that's at, badass. At the very end of the day. Yeah, it's it's really uh, cool for me to have something that I was working on seven, eight years ago and to have it be this project that I never forgot about that was shelved for so long. And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, somebody's like, you got anything interesting? And and I get to bring this thing back. And it's been so satisfying to see these stories from honestly, almost a decade ago be uh, reinterpreted now. You know, it's like, what was I doing a decade ago? What was I doing in 2014? What was my mindset back then? What were the things that I thought were scary? Um, it's been fun to revisit it. And I hope everybody out there is interested to see it when it comes out. So stay tuned. Hell yeah. Um, They're going to be fucking hype. I hope so. So there's a lot to look forward to. We got the new comic, the horror anthology coming out. We got the new era of Mega Strange. And we're going to have a couple new episodes uh, coming out just to keep everybody out there satisfied. So make sure you're tuning in every week for some more Mega Strangeness. Make sure you're following us on social media. Derek Acosta only on Instagram. I'm a catboy underscore slim and at Johnny13 on Twitter. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to get, uh, uh, get out there? Yeah. I just want to say whoever sent us this painting, that fucking rocks. Oh. I don't, think I can see it. I don't even want to grab it. I'll grab we, it. Had, we put a reel on our Instagram. We got some fan art. Somebody took our story from a few weeks ago. The Giants of Kandahar, a story from the Iraq War in 2002 about a alleged giant that was hunted down by a group of soldiers. Somebody took the art and made an amazing print. Thank you to the mega stranger out there who sent that. We have a kind of a mega strange art gallery forming back there now. We've got oh, our yeah. cryptid burlesque Mothman. We've got our uh, our Fresno Nightcrawler crochet doll here. We've got our giant of Kandahar. I love uh, Ultraman print. fighting the Mothman. That still cracks me up. Yeah, we've got our Mothman. Um, I don't even know what you would call that circle thing over there. Oh yeah. We've also got my volcano, the book that Ooh. was uh, that sponsored the show for a short while, and our friend um, uh, Jay Stinzy. <laughs> Shouts out. Yeah, we make strange as a whole community here, and we appreciate all of you. And we are gonna let everybody out there get on with their week. So thanks for joining us and we'll be back next week for more Mega Strange. Stay strange, everybody. Good night. Good night.